Introducing Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Before starting the show, I just wanted to let you listeners know about a Hunger Games event coming up. It's called The Hunger Runs, which is an adventure race like no other, designed with obstacles and challenges guaranteed to test your strength and endurance. You'll compete to win in an insane 5K course. Whether you want to take on a challenge of finishing atop your wave or just like to enjoy a day of obstacles with your friends, The Hunger Runs is plenty for everyone. Run the distance, shoot your way to victory, and win The Hunger Runs. This race will take place Saturday, January 12th in Santa Clarita, California. So for more information, please visit thehungerruns.com, facebook.com slash hungerruns, and twitter.com slash hungerruns. Welcome to episode 33 of Netlock Podcast, where we cover anything and everything related to the Hunger Games franchise, the news stories, book, and a lot, and, and, and uh, can just go with one of them. I don't know. We'll define it after. Okay. Analysis is. Analyses. <laughs> fan fictions, related music, product reviews, as well as other fun segments. My name is Matt. I'm Mariah. And I'm Kira. And on this episode, we'll be uh, revisiting our chapter analyses segment with chapter seven of Catching Fire. Mariah's going to be taking care of that. Woo! Um, as always, we do have a few news stories, including yet another casting announcement, and our first look at the Catching Fire film through some leaked photos. Oh, I didn't know that. Fun this stuff. is exciting. Yes. There's so many leaked photos, it's ridiculous. Okay. Thank you. Um, there's, <laughs> there's, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to leak into the word ridiculous. Ridiculous? Ridiculous? <laughs> Um, there's also a contest from Lionsgate to visit the set. Oh, yeah. No, no one's Not by us. I just had to say Lionsgate. It was the hair. Bringing someone to the set. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Other segments today include our music segment, reading listener emails, uh, the usual stuff. And so also we have an extra fun segment later in the episode. So stay tuned. Uh, we have a fun-packed episode ahead. Okay. Just before we move on, for the introduction... <laughs> Let's talk about this. Are we talking about one book? Because then it would bo- be book analysis. If we're talking about the podcast in general and the fact that we do a book analysis it's every pod- time, then it would be option, plural Option analyses. two. Option two. Analyses. Option two. Yep. Then you need to learn how to say analyses. <laughs> or we're going to have to get a new intro to the show. Yeah. Oh. You know, or we're just gonna have or to I could just podcast. record you saying it and insert it every episode. That might be the way to go. <laughs> you know? Well, we'll insert it into the background. Or you could music. say it really fast so it doesn't sound like you're saying it. Um, yeah, like me. You just mumble everything and everyone's uh, like, all right, that's what you're saying. Exactly. You know? yeah. Pen and Post. Thank you, Kira. Okay. All right. Well, moving on to Pen and Post, where we cover the most major news stories in the Hunger Games franchise since our last episode. So as we said, we have a new casting announcement. So Jeffrey Wright will play District 3's Victor, BT, or Vault as we know him by, in Catching Fire. He's known for his recent roles in The Ides of March and Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. His most notable role was Felix Leiter in James Bond films. Um, and we talked about... So on our episode with Rebellion Radio for um, the Night Rebels episode of the Dreamcast, we really liked Michael Emerson for the role, mm-hmm. and we said he was perfect for BT. And um, Jeffrey Wright looks a lot different than him. He's really yeah, I can't ex- exactly explain how he's different or whatever. I mean, we can pull up a picture, but um, 
Yeah, Tony. You want to help me with this? Shalabob. Tony Shalabob. Oh, you know him. Okay. From um, Monk? Yeah, he was rumored for the role, but. <laughs> From Monk? Yeah, but Jeffrey ended up getting it. Um, Tony yeah, so. would have been good too. Yeah. But he didn't get it, so. Nope. So. Yep, so that's more of a, um, I don't know, just a side note, kind of. I feel like we've talked so much about the actors and the cast that we're kind of burnt out yeah. about that, so. In other news, a photo from Catching Fire set in Atlanta, Georgia leaked from an Instagram account. It was allegedly taken by a Catching Fire crew member. That that person's fired? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> in the picture, we see a huge two-story circular structure being built. Obviously, this was leaked, not approved by Lionsgate, so we can only guess that it isn't back from the Catching Fire set. So it could be from another set, but I'm pretty sure it's from Catching Fire. Mm-hmm. So what do we think this... Can I have a um, yes. Give me a second. Well, why don't you pull it up before? Oh, I probably did. It's not it. That's it. All right, so here's the picture. So as I said, it's like a um, a circular, like, two-story building. You can see a man in the blue on the sides. It kind of gives you um, a reference point of how really big it is. I'm guessing that it's going to be, like, something for, like, the arena or, like, the yeah. clock or something. They're going to do an aerial shot. Oh, yeah. And then they're going to have all of this be on... Um, like that green screen, just like they had in the control center, and then they'll insert things, um, computer-generated images and everything. Um, I mean, what else would it really be, you know? It could be Victor's Village. They want to do inside, maybe. I don't know, I always picture... Are you saying, like, inside a house or something, like... That, or... Yeah, it could be inside a house. I always pictured the Victor's Village, like, um... I think it's like a town square or something, but I always pictured it as circular. Like, you stand in the middle and you look around, there's houses all Yeah, I pictured it that way. More of an oval, like, you kind of drive into it, and mm-hmm. then it's, like, on, you know. Yeah, but maybe not. I really have no idea. Yeah, so it's just interesting that we have a lot of wheat um, images and stuff, which is to expect because the Hunger Games is so much bigger than it was back when, um, you know, Hunger Games was filming. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, another set was exposed, and it's about half hour east of Atlanta, where filming is currently underway. And it looks like a justice building, um, because it's very similar to District 12's, but it's a little bit different, just some subtle um, differences. So, what district do we think this is from? And, like, knowing what districts are important in Catching Fire. Let's see. It kind of, it looks, if you look at the second picture from Hypable, um... Which they took the pictures. It's originally from them. Um, I feel like, is, is that sand down there? I'm thinking maybe it's District 4. Maybe. Yeah, because you're right. And Phoenix from District 4. Yeah, so it would be important. He's like a main character. Because yeah. everyone else, yeah. like, I'm thinking maybe Johanna, but like, I don't know. It doesn't really fit. Well, I mean, I guess lumber because um, there's all those trees in the background there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's District 4, but it could be... Uh, Johannes district. Yeah. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. And our next news story. Um, as we said before, there has been a lot of leaked pictures. And um, a lot of them have been of cast members, which is exciting because we get to see Finnick not in his... Um, Sam Claflin. Yeah, Sam Claflin. Um, kind of halfway in this role as Finnick. We see his hair has died. He's a little bit tanner. Um, and other a little uh, bit more attractive, little, little more attractive. Very, <laughs> very true. Um, it's kind of hard to actually tell the difference between um, Gloss and Finnick. Like, 
Because I don't know, like, uh, Alan Richmond and uh, Sam Claflin look pretty similar. At one point, I was like, oh, my gosh, he looks so weird, and his face is different. I was like, that's, I guess it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> There's one where you can actually see the, um, not the outfits, I guess the costumes, you'd say. I think this one is it. <laughs> you can see um, that the tributes all have this. Um, is that who's playing Finna? No. I think, no, I think that's Gloss. Um, looking at Alan Richmond. Rick Richson? Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, anyway, so we're seeing them, um, which I think is their, uh, like, tribute outfits. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's kind of, like, black tank top with a little, like, white stripe near, like, the armpit, like, shoulder to the armpit. Yeah, front of the shoulder. It, it looks kind of sharp. I don't know, but it's, it's very plain. <laughs> you look at sharp. <laughs> Oh, I, think that's I really like <laughs> him. He looks much better. Like, uh, I mean, the wonders they do with hair and makeup and yeah, tanning. Yeah, he looks young. And yeah. he looks good. Like, before, I was like, this is not happening. Ooh, we get to see the pants. Um, The pants for the... <laughs> okay, that's looking weird. Um, <laughs> they're, like, black stretchy pants. <laughs> with this, like... Near the knee, they have this, like... Take a guess. <laughs> So near the Black knee, stretchy pants. Yeah, with gold. With gold near the knee, it's like a little stripe of gold, and then um, a little like triangle of white. These are weird looking things. They're they're definitely out there. Um, well, they just, but they might make sense. They're kind of skinny because they're gonna. It's all because they're swimming. Yeah, and I feel like it's gonna be. Oh, here like we go. Here's gear. Yep. Um, now we're looking at Lynn Cohen who plays Mags. And so, again, like, this is our first look at most people. I mean, most times actors don't look too different. So now we see her, it's kind of like capris. That's what you call them, right, Mariah? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you think. <laughs> the tag is <to> <laughs> um, Yeah, so we're looking at uh, Lynn Cohen's mags. And um, I guess she has a jacket on top of it. And yeah. in the 74th games, he did have a jacket along with it. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, it's looking kind of like a whale. Like, with the, yeah. with the white and the black yeah. and then some random gold. I don't, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I'm not really a we'll fan see. of it. You know, it's, it's, it looks weird. It's so Maybe this is why they don't want us want photos released, because it does look so weird. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, what is going on? Um, yep. We see a Jeffrey Wright holding a Mockingjay book, so he's doing some work. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Finnick looks really great, or Sam Clapham looks really great as Finnick. He's got his hair um, colored, so it's much lighter. You say, like, kind of golden color. He looks boyish, too. Yeah. It lo- he looks so much better than I thought he would. Definitely much more faith in him. Yeah. So our next story is about um, the f- role of Finnick. And Garrett Hudlin was actually originally offered the role, but he turned it down. Um, I'm just mentioning this mainly because Mariah was into him, and... Um, <laughs> I don't remember him. Um, I'm so like. Me. Oh, that's the guy who I said I liked his lips. Yes, he's from Wizards of Waverly Place. He's also been um, Pretty Little Liars, Ezra's little brother. Um, so he was. He explained that he didn't get a chance to read the books because he was on uh, set filming on the road. So um, just yeah. a little tidbit there. Thought I'd throw out there. All right, and now comes the formal announcement from Lionsgate. Um, and director Francis Lawrence, that um, he's launching a contest where 12 fans can win a Catch and Fire set visit now through October 12th, which I believe is Josh Hutchinson's birthday, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. 
I wonder if they chose that purposely. Probably not. Um, so fans are eligible if they're from the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Austria, or not Austria, Australia, uh, Germany, France, Scandinavia, Russia, Israel, and Japan. So you can submit a 30-second video of your question for the film's cast, or you can enter the contest by playing The Hunger Games Adventure on Facebook. So for more information, you can visit catchingfiresweeps.com. Sweeps is S-W-E-E-P-S. Yep. Just <laughs> It's weird. It's supposed to be like sweepstakes. It's like sweeps. Yep. So, <laughs> so yeah, like let us know if you, um, I guess apply, not apply, but or if you win, you or if you win, you know, definitely take pictures. We should do it. Three of us. Yes, we should do that. Okay. Don't give me okay. a look. Okay. Negative Nancy. So I will <laughs> pass the torch on to you, Mariah, for through the eyes of Katniss Everdeen. Oh jeez, here we go. Okay. Which is our main segment, analyzing books by chapters. <laughs> Now we've opened there discussions the entire series. Last time we did a chapter analysis, there was three episodes ago, episode 30, uh, and we covered chapter six of Catching Fire, so today, not Matt, but Mariah will lead us yep. in chapter seven. Yep, it's all me. Okay, so, chapter seven. <laughs> <laughs> let's, oh. let's get pumped. Okay, um, chapter seven, basically... Where did we leave off? We left off on chapter six ages ago, <laughs> where... Um, Katniss catches that District 8 is having an uprising on the TV. So, that's where we left off. She has this whole, like, wow, they're having an uprising, and, like, what does this mean for me? So, Mm -hmm. she is walking out to the woods. She's going to go meet um, Gail, but she doesn't want to meet him in the usual place because, of course, she knows that President Snow has something on her, knows that she's been out in the woods. So, just for safety... She doesn't want to be heard, so she goes all the way out to this shed that um, she went with her father to, um, with this little shack house thing. And Near the pond, right? Yep. And then, but before that, she's recalling how her and Madge were talking about Jabber Jays, and basically, this is Suzanne's con- opportunity to um, just go over Jabber Jays and what they are, mocking Jays um, from the first book. But there was an interesting quote where. Um, Madge kind of asks this rhetorically or kind of has like a double meaning and she says, but Mockingjays were never a weapon. They're just songbirds, right? And I felt like this had Mm. to do something with um, Katniss, where it's like well, Katniss, you're not really a weapon, are you? You know what I mean? Like she's kind of asking her that. You're not really a threat, are you? Um, And I think that's also important when we were talking about, was it last episode? Two episodes ago, something where um, we were addressing um, why Madge gave Katniss the pin. Mm-hmm. And we were saying well, maybe it was because she she wanted to start the rebellion, um, which I think, like, this is kind of, like, points, it's kind of contradicts that, where it's, like, she's too naive to see that Mockingjays were an effect of the capital trying to have more control and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I just thought it was interesting, and um, basically... Madge goes, or Katniss is thinking that Mockingjays are a creature of the capital. And so if Katniss is the songbird, then that means she's not a creature of the capital. She isn't controlled by them. Right. So that just goes on. So then we're out of that memory. We're back to the shack where Gail's supposed to meet her. And this is a shack where she came with her father. It's, um, it's by a lake. And pond, I think, right? Pond, you're right. Like pond. Sorry, but... No, it says play fish in the lake. Oh, okay. She wins. Boom. Okay. Stop micromanaging. Stop micromanaging. Says Matt. 
Okay. Um, so, um, so Gail shows up, and then, of course, Gail's upset. He's always sulking. He's always moaning. Yeah. Um, so That's Gail Hawthorne for you. Yeah, basically. So, um, I'm not a Gail fan. If you we can tell. tell. Yeah. I don't think anybody here is. Um, so. Check it, Lorraine. And on he's show. upset also because, um, PETA and Katniss have officially become engaged. Right. Where, you know, then there's so much that follows that, of course, they're going to get married, then they're going to have kids. So, of course, Gail's all upset about that now. Like, you know, why didn't you pick me? Right? So, yeah. like, oh, and you didn't even tell me? So, Katniss is, of course, she wants to defend herself because it's still, Gail, as much as I don't like Gail, Gail's still her friend. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so she says, she lets him know about the death threat, saying, President Snow personally threatened to have you killed. That kind of shuts him up for a little bit, yeah. and, oh, and you're then out for me. that right. kind of starts a snowball snowballing effect where Katniss just vents about everything that mm-hmm. happened. So starting up to the games, and then going on and on about you know um, how they won the games, how Hamish warned them, warned Katniss and Peta about the Capitol, President Snow, you know, mm-hmm. all this different stuff. So she's basically telling him. Everything like she couldn't avoid this, like because she pulled out those berries, these are the consequences she has to face. Yes, and now she's finally getting a chance to tell Gail, right? And, um, and so he says, Well, you've really made a mess of things, Katniss. And then I'm alive, aren't I? Yeah, she's like, Well, I'm not even done yet. And then he's like, I've heard enough. And then, um, and so he said, So he basically. He understands what, like, a mess she's made for herself, which I just said. Um, and then, where does he say? Oh, he says it down there. Okay, we'll get to it. And then he says, um, we should run. Katniss wants to run, because she doesn't run want away. Just, <laughs> yeah, run? Yeah, not yeah. take a lap around the village. No, you know what? we got to take she, off some steam. <laughs> she wants to run away, because <laughs> she knows that there's been an uprising in District 8, and she knows that District 12 is next, especially since right. she's... Um, in District 12. Yeah, and District 12 was kind of used as the rebel district, because that's where Katniss is from. And she, like, not only is she considering this, she's, like, making plans. She's, like, I'm getting out of here. Yes. Um, so she's kind of planning it with Gail, saying, all right, my family needs to come. Your family needs to come. Who else can come? And then... Yeah, how many people can we get together? Yeah, she's planning this all. Right, but she doesn't want to have too many people, and then once she brings up PETA... Yeah, not there yet. Okay, so basically, yeah, she's making all these plans, and then... Gail said, or she's like, okay, do you still want to go? And Gail's like, yes, I want to go. I love you. He says, I love you. And, oh, which is, yeah, you totally forgot about that. He says, I love you right there. And, um, <laughs> <I love laughs> so, <you>. which is <laughs> sweet that he still wants to go, but then, um. That's nothing she really needs to deal with. Yeah. So, exactly. And so he says, I love you. And, um. And then she basically, literally the words, and I don't understand why some fans don't get this, literally the words are, I don't feel anything in return. Like, why is, why is there even a Team Gale when she doesn't love him? Like, because if it wasn't for Peta and if it wasn't for the games, she would have ended up with Gale. We all know that. I don't think so. I don't think so. Peta never would have had the guts. He would have just, just kept... Stalking her. Yeah, that's right, but I don't think they had something before the games. 
They didn't really. But I mean, she's always admired him and always kind of like looked up to him. And, and I think it would have stayed that way too. When the yeah, but she would have stayed to him as his best, as her his her best friend. Yeah, but they would have just ended up together not because they really loved each other, but just because they were like and companions. Necessity. Yeah, I, I feel like the only we take we take care of each other, and they probably wouldn't have wanted to have kids anyway. Yeah, I feel I don't like know they, how they would prevent that. The but. only reason they would have ever gone together was because of necessity and that they were companions and that they just always spent their life together. They weren't in love. They aren't now. Okay, well, but... Never be. No. I okay. love you like a friend, and that's it, Cheryl. Like, buddy. <laughs> um, no, but, like... No, no. <laughs> but, but, like, the reason she ended up with Peta is not just because she loved him, mm-hmm. but I think... Correct me if I'm wrong. Peta said it could have been Go ahead. All right, well, go ahead anyway. Um, Peter said she's going to choose whoever she can't survive without, mm-hmm. right? So it's not that she really loved Peter. I mean, she she loved both of them, she but in different him. ways. But she loves, she loves him. Okay, she loves him. all right, she loves him. But like, it was more of like <laughs> I need you him. to survive kind of thing because we have this like bond, mm-hmm. which I guess I is supposed to be love. So I don't, I don't know. know. I just I just it. Right here, it's really clear. Okay, so part of my English class when we're analyzing all these different things, um, you know, people can say, what if, you know, what if outside of the book they had something? What if outside? Really, if we're analyzing this, we can only focus on the words written on the page and what is in the book. So we can't speculate. Right. We can't speculate, you know, maybe they had more more of a connection than you know, they're leading on to, or maybe this, maybe that. Which is why you hate companions, and right? What? Yes, yeah. exactly. Like the Hunger Games companion. Companion Oh, it's books. like in, in District 2, this is what happens. You're like, if it's not in the book, it's not real. Exactly. Right? Yep. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. So it's like people can say, well, maybe if she hadn't been with PETA, then this and this and right. this. It's like you can't base your fact off of this. What's in the book is that she ended up with PETA, and she doesn't love Gail. End of story. Bam. No, Team Gale, because it's not, it shouldn't even be real. It's not even a valid thing. Okay. Um, anyways, that was good, my, good point. that was my rant. Um, so basically, he understands that, well, I don't know, they just kind of drop the subject. It's kind of awkward a little bit. <laughs> and then, so um, wait, Oh, you love me? Oh, moving on. Uh, okay, whatever. Um, uh, and then, so now they're trying to figure out who they're going to bring to this little um, party that's going to leave District 12. And then so Katniss goes back to counting the people, and, of course, she says, oh, yeah, we got to bring PETA. And that shuts him down a little bit because he's like, what, we're bringing PETA? I thought we were in love here. He goes back to Sulkin, whatever, it's Gale. Coping mechanism, he just does it. Yeah, and um, then, yeah, so... Gail's sulking, again. I mean, not much with that. Um, and then, so, then Katniss goes into a big speech, and she says, you know, basically at the end, um, it's all my fault, Gail, because of what I did in the arena. If I had just killed myself with those berries, none of this would have ever happened. Peter could have come home and lived, and everyone else would have been safe, too. So, this kind of like a prelude for what comes our little fun segment later. But mm-hmm. what if Katniss had died in the arena? Do you think there would have been an uprising? Do you think there would have, you know, what would have happened with PETA? I think there still would have been an uprising, maybe. 
I don't know. Because she really, even though she wasn't the brains behind anything or really the willpower, she was the face. She was the face of the rebellion. And the thing about it, she really didn't do anything. No, she really didn't do anything. But it, it was more her subtle actions and mistakes that led to the uprising. Like her doing the Night of Berries, not understanding everything that came with that. Um, her pretending to love Peta in the games originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everything that she did kind of led up to that, whether she liked it or not, or whether she meant it or not. And if she died, I think Peta would have just had a miserable life and ended up like Hamish, mm-hmm. basically been a drunk. That, yeah. And of course, I think he he has more um, like more. He can cope better than Hamish. I feel like he didn't really have those skills. Um, but I also feel emotionally like he's weak. Like, yeah. Hamish, um, Hamish wasn't as, you know, sentimental yeah. as... But he could have been, not to, like, you know, be like, yeah. oh, we don't know. But, I mean, we don't know, because he could have been very close with, uh, Mace, I don't know how to say this, Maceal Donner, um, yeah, yeah, who yeah. was Madge's aunt. He could have been very close to her, they could have had, like, you know, a a romantic relationship, and then she was taken away, his family was taken away, and he could have been, he could have been very emotional like Peter, and he, from those events, he turned out to be a very, um, harsh, uh, very, like, closed-off person. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it would hit Peter harder, because, because Peter is so sentimental and so romantic and so sentimental, did I just say sentimental twice? Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> because he's so emotional, that's what I meant to say. Um, Katniss dying would hit him especially hard because that's exactly like his weakest point is a romance. So that would really hit him. But, um, but I think like Gail would have kind of like, I mean, their lives would have been impacted by her death, but I feel like overall Pan Am wouldn't have been. I don't know if there would have been an uprising to the degree that it happens in Mockingjay, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I feel like, yes, there would have still been maybe an uprising in District 11 because Rue would have died. And then they probably yeah. would have just... It's one thing, it's like, there maybe even would have been an uprising in District 12. What if... Okay, mm-hmm. we're doing what-ifs again, but, like, no, say okay. Katniss died, and then Gale started an uprising in District 12, you know? But yeah, I mean, he does have the, enough anger to definitely and do that. And he's definitely rebellious enough. Yeah, but I feel like he's rebellious, but at the same time, he he's logical, so he's not going to put his family at risk yeah. in order to have an uprising, because... When you see cost versus reward, like, how much is he really going to gain from this uprising mm-hmm. versus how much is he going to lose? Yeah. Where his family could die from hunger, from being bombed or something, like, um, yeah, but I think, I really don't think much would have happened. I think it's it's more, having Rue dying in the 74th games, I mm-hmm. think, has much more of an impact than Katniss dying. Yeah. Because she was so innocent, and that was the point, and that, yeah. that's what really fueled District 11. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, so that's just a little what if, and then, um, and then, like Gail says next, that he wants an uprising, saying, um, you know, why can't we do it here? Why do we have to run away? Why don't we just have an uprising? Because other districts are doing it. Then, of course, um, you know, Katniss says, of course, no, you know, like, why are we going to do that? That'll just put us right in the middle of the, um, the capitals like, revenge and things like that. It'll just put yeah. us in the middle of the mess instead of, why don't we just run away from it? Which is kind of cowardly, because then right. that causes her to think of all the other people the, that, um, like, the if they had an uprising, it's like you kind of have to wait, pro and con list. Mm-hmm. If they had an uprising, it would be 
you know, a whole mess for the whole entire district, of right. District 12, and um, you don't know who would survive or who wouldn't. But if they left, you know... Same thing. Yeah, there would be a, there would definitely be a hunting party for Katniss, and, mm-hmm. you know, there'd be out someone out looking for them. Um, everyone who's known Katniss... But then again, I don't know if there would really be a hunting par- party, because I feel like the Capitol might have just said... You know, we killed, we killed her, her yeah. and then just let it be. Yeah, because they, we don't want to draw attention to her running away. That just fuels things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe they just wouldn't publicize it, you know? Like That's they true. That's after, point. They just wouldn't, they would say she was dead already. Right. Um, so, but then also, if they ran away, then you would have to think of they would the people who knew Gail, the people who knew Candace. That mm-hmm. includes Madge. You know, basically everyone in District 12 who bought stuff from them would have to be, like, investigated and stuff like that. That would cause, like, so much trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, if they did leave, you would have to think of how how are they going to get all of Gail's family, all of Peta's family, all of, you know, everyone's family. And everyone from there is going to want to bring someone and so on. Yeah, it becomes, like, a huge thing. So really... um, they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Is that mm-hmm. the saying? I think so, yeah. Something like in a hard place. Uh, because they have nowhere to go, basically. Um, <laughs> Matt's loving this conversation. Um, really contributing there. Yeah. Um, so basically they go on, and Gail's caught a wild turkey, and they're like, okay, let's go back. Um, I'll walk you to the Victor's Village. Which is important. He caught a wild turkey later on. Yes. Um, I know, Kira. Okay, I'm fine. <laughs> um, so, Peter takes, uh, basically, not Peter takes my arm. Ooh, I wish, no. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> but basically, they head back into the village, and, um, so, Peter meets up with Katniss, and Gail goes his own way, and Peter's like, um, Katniss says, okay, I think we're going to run away. Peter's like, okay, I'll go with you. Um, and they start discussing that. But then, um, of course, they end up in the Victor's Village in the middle of it. And they, and like, there's a crowd there and things like that. And people are saying. There's a scene going on. Yeah, there's a scene. And Peter's with Katniss. And people, like, people in the crowd are telling Katniss, don't go up there. You're only going to make it worse. But, of course, now she has to go out there to figure right, out what's going on. because she's Katniss. That's what she does. Yeah. And then um, great Suzanne Collins, always leaving with a cliffhanger, says... Guarantee. Yeah. The pieces of the picture do not quite come together until I see his arm raise the whip. So, basically, Gail has been caught with a wild turkey, and now he's being publicly whipped. Right. Which we don't really By know Clay, at this point. who is the new head peacekeeper. Yes. Basically, that's how the chapter ends. He's being yeah. whipped. And this is both shocking, one, because it's Gale, two, because it's being whipped, and three, because it's publicly whipped. So, the end. That's the chapter. Hope you enjoyed it. I kind of did. I kind of. I just Gale. Yeah, I, I always, I feel like it always That's why did. the first book is so good, because he's not in it. Exactly. Yeah, that's why the third book was a pain for me. Oh, yeah. Alright, what are we doing next? Um, oh, thank what? you for that, Mariah. <laughs> well, you showed so much enthusiasm. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Alright, so Matt, why don't you uh, start talking, and um, you can go on with your music segment, Capital Opera. Okay, so you guys know how Capital Opera... Capital Opera. Capital Opera. Oh, my 
Capital Opera Works. I, each each uh, each episode, I select a song by you guys. You guys recommend, or are we just pick one out of the blue? Um, we're going. Well, they always relate. To yeah, them. we're we're sticking very modern to these to these uh, selections. I cannot talk today. It's not going. I can going tell. Well. Current. Um, so current. current. So this week we still I selected some nights by fun. Enjoy. Some nights I stay up casting in my bedlock. Some nights I call it a talk. Some nights I wish that my legs could build a castle. Some nights I wish they just fall off. But I still wake up. I still see our ghosts. Oh Lord, I'm still not sure what I stand for. Kira's gonna start us off. Okay, so I have quite a few quotes here that I uh, wrote down. <laughs> this is a really good song, Matt. It I really fits the Hareems. Like, I usually when I listen to a song, I end up relating to the Hareems and add it to a list in case you can't come up with a song. <laughs> you have a list for it. Um, but I never thought of this song as a Hareems song until now. Um, so I guess I'll just go through the quotes here. The first one, um, but I'm still not sure what I stand for. Yeah. Um, pretty much like from Peter's perspective, him saying, like, like, I don't want them to change me. Too. That's true. I, I guess because like Peta's more sure on his morals, where Katniss is not I'm sure, as sure. What she stands for, and right. she also doesn't know who she loves. I'm not yeah. sure who I stand but with. She specifically said yes. that she does not love Gale, so yeah, yeah for sure. We cover that. We discovered that today. Yes. Um. Another is this is it, boy. This is war. What are we waiting for? Um. I think just have like um. I don't know who necessarily, but just in general that it's like, this is the opportunity for a rebellion and for war. I mean, that's kind of straightforward, mm-hmm. but it relates. Um, I could use some friends for a change. I think of Kat as this one because she doesn't really have a strong connection with anyone other than Gail, and she's kind of lost that because she's yeah. gained that romantic aspect with PETA. Yeah. But, like, with PETA, I feel like she can't talk about everything, at least not now. Mm-hmm. Um I sold my soul for this. I miss my mom and dad for this. Um, which is completely true in the Hunter because she's like... Uh, it applies to everyone. Yeah. You know? Like any kind of war situation. Anyone um, who puts in a tax array yeah. sells their soul. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. selling their soul. <laughs> what was Sorry, that? I need to touch my stomach. <laughs> 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 me. <laughs> We're like, ugh! Um, and the last one, uh, my heart is breaking for my sister. Just for prim. Yeah. Um, I think I did some research on this song. Okay. And the actual meaning of the song is supposed to be like inner conflict with your conscious, like inside your head. Like really? like morals and like ethics and right and wrong, that kind of thing. Cool. That's basically what the video is supposed to portray. Oh, like he's having like a fight between his like good and bad side, technically. Oh, I thought like he was. Told you? No. 
not a reliable source, doesn't pass the crap test. I didn't use Wikipedia. <laughs> Um, uh, I thought it was more like like actual in war, like the morals and ethical like dilemmas. I mean, that, that could be it too. But I take everything too literally, so. But it makes sense though. But yeah, it does make sense in this example. So, so that's some by fun. <laughs> some nights by fun. Some by fun. This brings us to our next segment that we kind of um, preluded before. Um, it is the what if section. Segment. Segment. Section. Now a section. Okay. Um, where we discuss if something was different in the series and how it would the affect the rest of the series. Or um, the fandom or the franchise. You know, you or can franchise. Like if we didn't exist, how that would affect us. Yeah, we could. Oh, if our podcast oh, didn't exist. We wouldn't be on Ellen. Yeah, email in. What? <laughs> um, all right. So the what if for today's episode is what if Katniss was a boy? How would that change? Boy. How would that change the story? Boy. How would that change? Sorry, I was making a um easy A reference. Oh my god. Oh, oh, that is funny. Good yeah. for you. A boy. A boy. Uh, how would that change? <laughs> That's funny. Good for you. <laughs> I just want to finish the sentence. Okay. How would that change the story, sales, and fan demographics, etc.? Does that mean Peter's a okay. girl? No. I mean, you can Katniss, go as far into this. That just one. means Katniss is a boy. Really? Just saying that the main character is a boy. How would that affect who well, then reads who is, it? Then who's the other I wouldn't read it if it was a boy. You I don't, don't, you I don't, don't think you'd read it? I tend to dislike stories that are boy narrators. See, usually I like them better when they're boy narrated because girls tend to go on about emotional crap, but that's why I like <laughs> the series. I'm not into that emotional crap stuff. Of that, oh my god, he doesn't like me, my hair, my clothes, oh my god, my nails. I hate all that crap. I love that. So, that's, that's why you, up. that's why you would go, I'm a, I'm a chick lit kind of Yeah, so, <laughs> did you say chick lit? Chick lit? Like chick literature? Oh, I like, oh, that's cool. I didn't make it up. So. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, but like, Caddis is so different that she has so many aspects of a guy, which is like, you know, that's why I can stand her, where most girls I can't. Except for Trish and Divergent. I like her. Yeah, I do But like usually girls just piss me off. Um, girls in general in society, actually. Yeah. That's another society, issue. Yes. The whole um, discussion. That's why I don't have too many friends, but, uh, no. What? <laughs> what? Okay, fine. All right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, would you read it, Matt, if it was in yeah, a voice sure. perspective? Um, do you think it would attract? Okay. Do you think it would attract more guys to read it genuinely, yes. genuinely, if it was a boy? Yes. A lot of guys already read the series, though. You know what I mean? I, yeah. Like, but I feel like it would attract. Secretly. Yeah, secretly. Um, they're like, yeah, I, I read the Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I know that. I was like, oh, you want my business card? <laughs> <laughs> David Feely actually took mine. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> I do you think it would have a Bigger following, if it if it had maybe maybe it's like because I mean it'd be more like an attraction to girls. I don't know what what like turns you people on, but like <laughs> but like you okay. people what do you mean? we're females. That's all. We <laughs> just don't have the same yeah. parts as you, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um, but like you know, to make another reference to like Twilight and Harry Potter, um, like Twilight has a girl on lead, right? A you know main character. And Harry Potter has a guy, and Harry Potter has a much bigger following. Obviously, there's a lot more variables that go into this. Yes. But I, I think for the most part, if you have a girl narrator, then guys aren't going to want to read that. Yes. But I think Katniss is different, like we said before. But 
It's Suzanne's Collins' ability to make it seem not goopy like a girl mm-hmm. might be. And also, it could be that, like, the names are so weird, so, like, obscure that we, it turns we, 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 no, we wouldn't recognize Katniss as, like, a girl or a guy name. Yeah, yeah at first, first, a lot of people they, don't. Because yeah. most people who, before they read books, they read the back of, like, the, the cover, what, inside right. the cover, see what it's about. This is, like, Katniss. I don't even know if it describes, like, if it says he or she, but it says Katniss. It probably says she. And no, but it says Katniss, but, like, at first you're thinking, okay, well... A person named Katniss. person named Katniss. I mean, do you think that there would be more, um, or, or, well, let's go with this. Would the story have been much different if she was a guy? Um, it's saying, wait, so if she was I'm a boy, just, would, she, would she, <laughs> would she, would she. Don't you blow at me. <laughs> would she still do all the same, he still do all the same things? Like, I would think she so. still win? But this answers my yeah. question. It, it, it's it, just, it, she's a, she's that a guy. That means that there has to be a girl. Tri- there has to be like a girl right. tribute, right? Okay. Which therefore there means is. that like this for this whole love thing to happen, it just it's just like the parts are just reversed. Yeah. Yeah, but Katniss it's is like picture- the hunter. Katniss is good at archery, and so we need to find a guy who is good at all this stuff, Gail. Um, and then you need um, no. I'm saying that maybe Kat- Kat- even if Katniss was a boy, she'd still have the same characteristics, everything except she would have male parts. Okay. Yeah. And Peta exactly. would have all the same things. I mean, they kind of are. Like, if you stereotype them, Peta's has a lot of like feminine, feminine qualities, and Katniss has a lot of masculine qualities. So essentially, so, this question's already been answered. I don't know. I think that's a hard question. So our fi- final segment. Yeah. Our final segment is obviously mock and mail, where we read and respond to your listener emails, tweets, and Facebook posts. You can send in your feedback and at our podcast, gmail.com. Your email may even be read on the show. You can even go to our website now, podcast.com, and hit the contact form. Thing. Yeah, either way, whatever. So, let's see how you about. mock us in these uh, mail things here. All right. Anyone want to read, or? I will. Okay. Hi, everyone. <laughs> really loud. Oh, Hi, everyone. I'm glad to hear the live show was a success, beside the minor issues. Um, science class was boring, but that couldn't be helped. I hadn't seen the movie yet anyways. I have now. I just listened to the episode this morning before school when I should have been sleeping. Be thankful. Okay. I'm just going to bring up some things that were mentioned. My My favorite... Sorry. Okay. My favorite scene was when Katniss and Foxface, sorry Finch, ran into each other. And I also love how Haymitch started to, I'm just tearing this apart. And I also love how Haymitch started to really feel for Katniss in the arena. I hate that they left out the sugar berries because it was one of the best bits in the book. <laughs> I totally agree. Glado, which is Glimmer and Kato, just, uh, it took me a yeah. while to figure that out, um, is, <laughs> all is, of two seconds. Is a, no, I read this before. Oh. <laughs> Is a bad word that I shouldn't say. And Clado, which is Clove and Cato, has meant to was meant to be. Two other things. I'm glad to hear you liked my sketch. I'm thinking of continuing my art studies next year. One more thing before I go. I thought this was hilarious, but the picture and audio sucks. Bye, Amber. So if the audio sucks, we probably won't play it. Anyways. So be thankful. Uh, 
Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Now that we're talking about the movie, I have a funny story to share that I okay. think I shared with both of you already. But um, I was watching the Hunger Games movie with my mother um, this weekend, and okay. it was the cave scenes where... <laughs> did I share this with you? Um, I don't know if it was you, you or shared it with me. I, 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 I think it was someone. Kayla. I don't know. Um, I... It was the cave scenes, and I... I know where you're going with this. I was... My mother was watching, and she was like, when um, Katniss kissed Peeta, she was like, why Why is she kissing him? She doesn't like him. She doesn't like him. She likes Gail, right? And I'm like, Mom, it doesn't... I mean, they're just kissing. I think they're in love. And so, um, I think they're in love. And my mom was like, no. You know what? She's just selling herself for soup. She's a prostitute. You know, Katniss is a real prostitute. She's selling herself. No, this is what I was thinking. And then my mom started singing Roxanne by Sting. And she was like, Katniss, you You don't have have to turn on the red light. It was so funny. My mother's a character. If you think I'm funny, you should meet my mother. I have met your mother. She's quite a hilarious woman. Um, Okay. 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 It's your response to awkward um, I I have a story about the cave scene. So yes. there was this thing on Tumblr. Um, oh man, I can't say this on the show. Well, I'll just do it anyway. So um, live it up, live it up. I'll I'll edit it a little. Yolo. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, it's awkward. So um. So those of you who have seen Mean Girls. Um. The scene where. Uh, man, what's your name? The Gretchen. No. Regina. Regina George, yes. Yeah. She, she's the main one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she is... um The main mean girl. She's kind of um, kissing the, the boy. Yeah, Aaron Samuel. Yeah, and the mother walks in, and um, she's like, God, love you kids, and you know how yeah, she goes on her yeah. little speech, which I won't say. Great speech, by the way. Um, and so someone edited in on Tumblr. Um, a friend of mine was telling me this in stat class, that... um. They put the cave scene of one cat was kissing Peta and put her in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Poehler. The same question. Funny uh, stuff. Anyway, we should probably answer the email. I'm kind of got sidetracked a little bit here. Why? Um, we answered it. <laughs> did we answer it? Um, is there even a question? No. Well, I don't know. Just just pointing the um the scene where Hamid starts really feeling for Katniss in the arena, how he um, goes up to um, sponsors. Yeah, sponsors, and he's just kind of going on, and good stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I really uh, do. I, lo- I love it when fans write in, and I appreciate it. Yeah. We read all of them, and I think we respond to 98% of them. Yeah. Kira Matt, Mariah, and Kira, thank you so much for reading my email on the show. We have once again. You have read two of my emails. Both... <clears throat> Both times, I was so excited. I love your podcast. I love you guys. You are so funny, and I love listening to you. She really loves us, guys. Kay. She loves us? No, I don't think Sarah Claflin looks like a Finnick. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but every, everyone has the way they picture all the characters. I also don't think that Army Hammer looks like Finnick. Other than that, I love the casting. Jen said that they started filming Catching Fire on 9-11, which I found funny because on 9-11, which isn't funny, it's just a coincidence, but it's not funny, um, on 9-11, the Twin Towers got hit, and, ke- and in Catching Fire, the whole rebellion starts to spark. I have read The Hunger Games 11 times, Catching Fire 8, Mockingjay 9, or 6. Yeah, really? Really? You yep. put us up here? You clearly need to get a life and start a podcast. Hey! So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every time I notice something, uh, I miss before. 
I've even seen the movie seven times, and it's the same when I read. There's always something I missed. I'm listening to Four Hungry Games podcasts, obviously we're the best, <laughs> including Rebellion Radio, and you guys yeah. are one of my favorites. We're not her favorite, apparently. Only one of them. Aw. Guess we can't really on our show anymore. Yeah. Sorry, Alyssa. Can't read your emails yeah, anymore. So. <laughs> Love the podcast. Hope you keep doing episodes. Bye. <laughs> Alyssa. Um, so she was, I think she was, like, correcting me in a nice way. Um, I said last episode that they already started, um... Uh, filming, which was incorrect. They were in Atlanta doing training and stuff. They weren't actually filming. So um, they started on 9-11. Which um, is this week. Which, Monday. yeah, was Monday. So, um, yeah. So that's the episode. So we'll just do a few oh, shameless it? plugs. Yeah, it was. It was, was Monday. Yeah, it's the 14th today. Yeah, minus four. Oh, damn. Very good. Hot am. Um, so if you're interested in starting your own website over at squarespace.com, there's a two-week trial for you because No, you it was are, Tuesday. You're right, oh it was my Tuesday. gosh. A night off podcast listener. Come on. It was Tuesday. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> so to run your very own website, including your own domain name, such as .com, email us, host at nightoffpodcast at gmail.com, and we can get you an awesome discount. Can we say this really fast? Like, like I, you know, like those commercials really. Like, all right, ready? <clears throat> no, do you want to do it? I'm going to do it. You're going to do it? Yeah. Or do you want me to do it? I can do it. I always do the plugs. It's my thing. And go. You can also email us with any other comments about this episode or previous ones. Just shoot us an email. At, again, that is nightlockpodcast at gmail.com. You can also click on contact form on our website, nightlockpodcast.com. Woo! That was so good. <laughs> Shipping handling is a plot. <laughs> no, like no, us no. on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash nightlockpodcast. Follow us on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash nightlockpod, P-O-D. Subscribe us on iTunes. You can find all those links on our website, nightlockpodcast.com. Our website has a few <laughs> new additions, so go check it out again. That's nightlockpodcast. We are going to add some bios. Makes my 18-year-old call. Yeah, we're going to add some bios of all these new characters. Um, not characters. We've known about the characters. The actors. Um, so as we do in every episode, recommendations. We end every show with each host recommending a book that our listeners may enjoy. I don't have a book. So oh, Matt and I are going to recommend something. Wow, reverse roles. Matt has something. Matt Mariah doesn't. Well, um, it's Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankl. We read this in English class. Um... Basically, the the books like it's not divided into chapters. This is really whole big essay about. Um, the beginning is really good. The end of it gets no. really technical with yeah. psychology, which the, if um, you haven't taken Victor, psych, it is a little hard to Victor read. Victor Frankl is a um, is he like clinical? I think he's a psychiatrist. Um, I think he's a he's, psych- a, he's a, philosopher a philosopher and he's a clinical psychologist. I, think. I don't know if that's exactly. He's in psychology. I'm not sure exactly okay. what his title um, is. So like the basically like the first part of the book is about him and his experiences through um, surviving the Holocaust. He was at the concentration camp at Auschwitz. Oh wow! And describing um, like how he sur- like how him and his um, like inmates survived at the camp and um, all the psychology and how that goes along with it. And um, then the second half he goes on to this whole big. Um, speech and psychology, like what the backgrounds behind um, logotherapy. surviving logotherapy, like the meaning of love, the meaning of life, and those kinds of things. So it was very interesting. It gets a little dry at parts. I think like the beginning is great. The first, um, the first, I'd say 115 pages, um, exactly, because we read it in chunks. Um, were really good. It was more of he would be talking about his like his thoughts, and then he'd kind of pull, like, examples in, or he'd kind of go back to, like, his time, but it's not really a story with characters and dialogue. Um, no. You do have some of that, but... So it's, it's like a memoir? Kind of, but it's more of, like, an, an essay format for mm-hmm. most of it. Um, but it, it's it's really interesting, just his... Um, like I said, the initial part of His the, perspective. The initial reason for the book is that he's trying to explain what the meaning of life is. Right. Man's search for meaning. Right. Um, 
What else was I going to say about this? Ta-da. Ta-da. It's a really good book. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, and it is very famous. Like, I didn't realize before. I was like, oh, i got to read Man's Search for Meaning. My mom's like, that's a really famous book. And then, like, that's what's going on. So, apparently, you know, my mom says it's famous. (laughs) So, anyway, that's episode 33. Um, We'll be back. Is this our first episode of September? No, it's our second episode. Mm -hmm. So, we'll be back uh, beginning of October. Wow. And, yeah. Any other announcements? No, I think think we're good. We're good? Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Say it. Say what? Say bye. Bye. Just a spoiler alert for those that are fans of the show Weeds. There is a spoiler um, about season eight. So if you haven't watched season eight yet, then please do not listen to the bloopers. Okay. Let's look at fresh. All right. We're not going to stare. You can stare at him later. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but I yeah, remember they had to wear like it was like they had to wear the swoot. Never mind. Cut that out. Swoot, swoot, swoot. Stop cracking your feet. <laughs> okay, you ready? Oh, shut the windows. He's mowing again. He mows every day for like an hour. The grass doesn't grow every day. <laughs> I was gonna be like, all right, and here's, here's Kira. <laughs> I all right, that all the time. silence. <laughs> no, we had discussion on it. All right, silence, so I can cut this part out and put it in the bloopers. Mm-hmm. Go. So <laughs> <laughs> again, you just set him off like a little chicken time bomb. <laughs> you say you chicken time bomb, <laughs> ticking. No. Ticky tocky, ticky tocky. <laughs> little boxes on the mountain. Yeah, I know. Yes! Yeah. I watched a couple of episodes. Isn't it the singer every episode? Is that just a different It's a different singer every episode. Do you know Death Cab for Cutie? I will follow you into the dark. Yeah, they do it one episode. They sing nice. I love that show. I watch all the seasons. I started like beginning of season eight. I don't know. She got shot in the forehead. I didn't see that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just got shot in the forehead? <laughs> you just said you've uh, seen all the seasons. I lied. I've only seen up to season seven. Why would you start with season eight? Because that's what I was on demand. <laughs> you said you've seen all the seasons. When you made I didn't think you like saw that. season eight. <laughs> I do not think You're you saw season eight. I don't know them by their names. I know them by the actors. For one of them. <laughs> Hunt? William Hunt? Yes. <laughs> He's not even an actor. Oh, really? Senior. Oh, oh, Billy Hunt. Where did that come from, Twitter? Oh. Mentioned. Well, we got mentioned. Oh, cool. Okay, mock and nail. <clears throat> Sorry. Say that again, Matthew. Mock and nail. Butter? Yes. Talk like a normal person. Right, Mocking so male. I am <laughs> announcing this. <laughs> I'm just too tired to answer it. She got shot in the I seriously did not know that. No, it's fine. It's, it's really, really not a big deal. How are you doing with Dawson's Creek?
Um, I stopped watching it. Uh, me too. I'm, I'm gonna pause. I, I do like it. It's just too much because they like, they yeah. were together, then they were apart, then they, <laughs> like they were together, and then, and then they, they were, were apart. apart. It's such a classic blah 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 yeah. story. <laughs>